Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Dan. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, everybody. And today we are talking about something that we all struggle with. I struggle with it. Dan probably struggles with it, but he's got like a mind of steel as Dan, but I haven't. (laughs) So the question that we're going to ask you today is, I know what I should be doing. Why am I not doing it? And this is something that we all struggle with, especially at this time of year. Don't you find that, Dan? Different times of year, you struggle with different things, but people generally lack motivation with regards to health in the winter, don't they? You need a lot more motivation to exercise and eat healthy. But like the title says, everyone knows they should be doing something, but why don't we do it? And there's a few specific reasons which we're going to go through. So hopefully we can get people not necessarily motivated, but get them into good habits and get them aware of what they're doing to um, sabotage themselves. Absolutely. And it's not just about um, health either. It's about your business. Like we, oh, like we were just talking off air there. You, we all know what we should be doing with our business, with marketing and sales and all that kind of stuff. But we don't do it. We know the stuff like coaches will teach us what works, but why don't we do it? It's just madness, isn't it, really? Yeah. And probably talking about health, it's probably an easy one for us. But yeah, there is. There's loads of different things, isn't there? Even little mm-hmm. things like around the house, just doing the chores that you know you should be doing them, but why don't you? And then yeah. when you do eventually do them, you think, what was the fuss about? Why didn't I just do that <laughs> like a day ago? Or with regards to business, why didn't I do that six months ago? You've got to think if I, if you start now, then a year down the line, you'll, you'll be thanking yourself but that you it, have yeah. to make that first step. Yeah. I think deep down, we all know what we should be doing, but why can't we act on it and just do it? You know, Nike made a whole bloody thing on just do it. Well, yeah. So, but there's quite a few reasons. It, it sounds very simple. If you it just does. say, oh, we'll, we'll just do it. But the reason why we're making a podcast is because it's a little bit more complicated than, it's a simple concept, but humans are so complicated that we make every, we make a million reasons to not do things and it can go yeah. a little bit deeper than what we think. So we'll, we'll shed some light on the most common ones. Yeah. Okay. So one of my first ones is that us humans are programmed for, for laziness. This is why we've said this lots of times on our podcast. This is why we have cars and washing machines and ovens and things. So we don't have to build fires and carry things. We even get our shopping delivered to our door now. You know, we don't even have to go to the shop and pick things off the shelf. Someone else will do it for us. We are programmed for laziness. We've got these huge brains and these bodies that are just not being used properly anymore so if if we can get out of anything our brain is that clever it will get us out of it yeah so if you think about the food one in ancestral times you had to go out and hunt your own food or gather your own food and then we made it a little bit easier by becoming farmers and keeping livestock and then we built shops so you didn't even have to do that yourself you would just go and buy it from the shop and now we don't even have to buy it from the shop we just sit on our phone and just order it straight to the door we yeah. don't even have to cook it ourselves. We can just take away so we can cook it for us. So I think the next step is people are just going to actually feed it to us. <laughs> just shovel it in. Yeah. So the <laughs> delivery man will just put slices of pizza through the letterbox. You just have to sit there and eat it. <laughs> uh, you know what? Probably people in the world probably thinking like that. We'll just become like some kind of big jab of the hood thing, you know, where we're just lying there getting fed. But 
Yeah. So we all know that we don't want that to happen to us. We all know that we should be moving properly. We should be eating properly. So why the hell are we not doing it, Dan? Like you said, we designed for laziness, but we get marketed to that. There's all these shiny new things that are better for you. When, uh, and if we're tired from a long day at work and you think, oh, it's just so easy, we don't think of the consequences. You, you just want it. You just want it easy. But normally, taking the shortcut leads to consequences further down the line, doesn't it? Absolutely. So what we'd always start with, whenever we start with, whenever I start coaching anybody, and I'm sure you're the same, is why why do you start with the why what's that simon sharma book is it simon i always get his name wrong simon simon, Sh- simon sharma's the historian <laughs> yeah him he wrote a book called always start with why so i think that's a good starting point isn't it why do you want to do the thing that you want to do in the first place because if you don't understand your why then you're not going to understand or are able to do the how yeah or you just you knew program is going to be short-lived and as soon as a hurdle or an obstacle come obstacle comes up the chances are it's going to knock you off course pretty quick exactly so in the in the check institute it's a very similar concept you start with like the dream or what is the big goal what is the vision Mm -hmm. that you want to achieve because then ultimately when obstacles come along then you have the foresight to to work through those challenges because the ultimate goal is there in the distance and if you don't have that then the first obstacle that comes along, you're just going to think, oh, well, this is obviously not the right thing. This obstacle is here to put me off because I'm doing something wrong, but really it should be the other way around. That stoic mentality, you think this obstacle is here, this should be here. This is trying to block me from getting to the long-term path, but mm-hmm. you grow along the way through those obstacles. That's that's kind of the mental shift you should be making. Yeah, so I will start with why. Why do you want this? Why do you want to be fit and healthy? What does it mean to you to be fit and healthy? And really dig down deeper, I think, in that. We've covered that before in our How to Be Consistently Consistent podcast that we did, the episode that we did. And um, you have to go quite deep with it. It's not just good enough to say, well, I want to lose a few pounds to fit in my jeans. It's like, why do you want to do that? What what will it mean to you? How will it make you feel? Start to feel like the person and act like the person who does that kind of stuff. Yeah, and if you don't really know what your dream is say with regards to fitness if you think oh i know i should be healthy but i can't really get motivated to do it i don't know what my health dream is well then think what your nightmare is if you Mm -hmm. think if you don't start getting fit and healthy now what are you going to be like in five years time and and you might think oh my ultimate nightmare is to be 50 year old and overweight when it's going to be even harder to get back in shape well then use that as the motivation if you don't know what, if you kind of pinpoint your dream, work off what you don't want to be and run away from that idea to a complete 180. Yeah. And with regards to the, you said the consistently consistent episode, mm. we did a good one on legacy as well. Yeah. So if you can get clear on your legacy, then it's that bigger vision that will keep you motivated in times where you don't want to do it. If you think you want to leave a legacy, but that your day to day, you're doing things which don't come natural to you, but you're going to leave a strong legacy that should drive you on. Yeah. And most of the things that you're going to have to do to get, let's, let's use health and fitness as the example, to get fit and healthy, they are going to happen. It's not going to happen straight away. It's it's a long-term thing that it's a long-term vision that you have to, you have to be in it for the long game. So when I set out of my business, I had a five-year plan that like, I knew that in the first few years I wasn't going to make any money, but then I, I knew that that 
I kind of had things in place to accept that, but I had to keep going to get to that point. I think um, Dean Graziosi calls it the success tax. You've got, everybody has to pay the tax. You've got to learn the learn your trades. You've got to learn what works for you. Whatever you do, you've got to, you've got to have a learning process, what works for you. And in that time, you're probably not gaining anything physically or you're not, you're not, like changing your shape or anything but it's that long-term vision that eventually if you keep on doing those things then then you will make some changes and have some long-term gratification it's momentum so you might seem like it's just a struggle for a long time but you might just be gaining like just one percent momentum every time you do something towards your health or towards your business but that momentum in the end if you're doing things right and consistently the momentum will be so much that it's almost hard to stop. Like imagine if you wanted, wanted to stop your business today and not take any money off people and stop doing classes. People would tomorrow would still be like asking you, oh, Jill, I want you to continue. I want you to yeah. keep going and doing stuff because you've, you've gained that momentum where it's almost, it's self-fulfilling, you know what I mean? But it's took you five years to get there. Yeah, believe me, I did want to stop the last couple of days. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> after we found out all of this tier system and all that <laughs> malarkey <laughs> you do feel like packing it in sometimes but you're right it's it would be really hard for me to stop now be, and also i think i'm unemployable as well now so you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. i haven't been self-employed for so long yeah but, yeah that's that's one of the things you know like when i left my corporate nice corporate job that was you no know, threats of redundancy well-paid good holidays and all that. It was a massive risk. And I knew, like, so there's a really, um, I was listening to this podcast the other day and they were talking about, um, you know, Cortez, Cortez, the Spanish explorer who went to to um, conquer Brazil, the Aztecs, isn't that South America? And what happened is, I hadn't planned on telling this story, but I'm telling you right now. So what happened was Cortez took all these ships with Spanish settlers and soldiers and they were going to go out into the jungle and you know, conquer the Aztecs. And what happened was he could see that there was a lot of discontent in, in the ranks and people didn't know whether to continue. We, the people were undecided. There was about to be a mutiny, basically, and they were going to get the ships and, and sail back to Spain. But what he did was burn the ships and took away that indecision about what should we do. So then there was no choice. And sometimes I think you have to burn your ships like what I did, I left my job, I quit it. Sometimes you've got to do that. You've got to burn those ships and then you've got no choice but to make it work. Yeah, it's that jump off the cliff, then learn to fly on the way down yeah. once you've made the decision. Choices are sometimes not a good thing. It's like with the whole the, the whole pandemic, a lot of choices have been taken away from people. But mm-hmm. if you then use that as a positive and say, well, you might have lost your job. Yeah, well... You might you might hate your job anyway. You might have never quit. Now this has forced you to change career. Now you might have a little bit of time to go and do something. It's all perspective. There's no yeah. good or bad. There's just how you look at it. So sometimes you do need to burn your ships and you got to make it happen. So well, that was one point. My next point, which goes on to, from that, is planning. Have you got a plan? Like make a plan and then stick to it. I mean, okay. you will deviate off it every now and then, and you might have to readjust your sales. I've got lots of um, nautical you, things coming Yeah, you, you do today. randomly go on these nautical things. <laughs> I think you were a sailor in a former lifetime. <laughs> and my dad was a sailor, so I've obviously got some some sailing go. genes in me. Yeah. So, yes, um, yeah, you've got to keep readjusting your sales, haven't you? So 
make a plan though. I think a lot of people with um, say they'll go, I want to learn, I want to lose a stone in four months or whatever. And then they just, that's it. They just say that, but they haven't actually got a plan. What, like what they're going to do. That's a long-term thing essentially, but what are you going to do every day that will get you towards that thing? And it could be just tiny little things that you're doing every day, but it's got to be working ultimately towards that, that end goal. Yeah. Losing a stone isn't the goal. The goal is to go to the gym every day. We've spoke about this before. Yeah. That's not the goal. That's just the, that's the outcome. Mm-hmm. To have a healthy tea every night and to go to the gym five times a week. That is the mm-hmm. goal. If you, and if you do that, then you will lose a stone. But if you just uh, I'm just going to lose a stone in a month and then don't do the bit in between and plan it out, then it's evidently not going to happen. But yeah. you're already good at this. You're already good at planning things and then looking at the long term and sticking to it. In my business, I am. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another good point as well because yeah, you might have this in one area of life really figured out, and in other yeah. areas you might not. So you might need to hire a coach or look at the way someone's doing it, or literally just sit down and think. Right, I've got this area of my life sorted. Now, how can I use these principles in this area and look at it that way? Because if you mm-hmm. have the ability to do it one way in one area then you know, you know you have the motivation to do it. Just transfer it over or hire a coach. And don't be ashamed about that because no one's perfect at everything. And we share knowledge and ideas and experience. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can learn from other people's mistakes. Absolutely. I mean, I've got loads of coaches. You're, you're one of my coaches for the gym. And I've got coach Vicky's my writing coach. Lucy's my business coach. I've got loads of coaches and any one time I'm always getting coached in something or other. So I might look like I've got all my shit together, but there is a lot of uh, (laughs) external help as well, which I think everybody needs. Sometimes you just need somebody to like keep readjusting you and setting you off. And like uh, the thing about coaching is it's not about the person doing the work. You have got to do the work, but a coach can point you down the right path. You've got to walk down it, but every now and then you need someone to just say just look at the map effectively, really. Yeah, with the advent of the internet, and especially now, there's probably nothing you kind of get on the internet. Trouble mm. is, there's, there's too much. We've spoken about choice again. You can yeah. literally look to learn something about health, like drinking two and a half to three liters of water a day. And that is so obviously good for your health. If you go on the internet, you can find somewhere that drinking a Red Bull in a coffee all day is just as healthy. <laughs> so it's a little bit scary, all the fake stuff out there. But a coach can obviously point you in the right direction and say, look, there's so much information out there. This is the actual stuff you need to know because there's a lot of bullshit. This is what to avoid. Exactly. And find coaches that have actually done the thing that you want to do. There's no point learning from someone who hasn't actually done it themselves. I think like, you know, when I'm coaching people who've got pain I I had a lot of pain my hips used to clap I was born with a bad hip so I know that how it feels to be weak in a certain area of your body and stuff and I know how to build it up now I don't have any pain at all but touch wood she says um so yeah it's it's you find someone who can help you who's already done it as well who lives the life of it as well you know yeah that's 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 a big one because anyone can you could hire an online coach and they could just be sat there on Google while you're talking to them and they could just be just reading everything off that they've never done. But a lot of the time it's the little nuances where you know someone's done something and you know they've come across this hurdle and they can drop that like two seconds of knowledge which unlocks like all your problems. And yeah, like exactly. you, you cannot read that on Google. It just doesn't happen. It's like 
with the Czech Institute, I think that what the tagline is, it's 50% art, 50% science. So this is the science of how the body works. But then the 50% art comes in. It's the human aspect of it. Mm. You know, humans have emotions and everyone is so complicated and it's going with your gut intuition. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, when I come to see you, of course, I know I'm qualified in what to do in a gym. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I would never, I would go to a gym and not do it. I'd just be sitting talking. <laughs> 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 so yeah. the fact that you go, right, you've got to do these, 10 of these, and then you can talk. Yeah, then, a- then accountability, do accountability. Yeah, yeah. So you exactly. Have to know yourself. But can you imagine if I went to another coach who wasn't like a Czech trained person, I'd be like, God, you'd be battling don't them do, all the time. <laughs> don't do this. I <laughs> can't do it like this. Don't do it like this. Do it like this. So yeah. So it's find someone who has actually done it and who um, has the same values and ethos as you as well. I think like the whole holistic thing is what we like to do. Um, another thing is overcomplication. I think this is a big sticking point for people, especially in diets. You know all these like fatty diets and this food is bad, this food you can't do, this food you can eat before 10 past seven on a morning, this one you can't eat after half past eight on an evening. It's like, oh, for God's sake, there is no such thing as good or bad food. It's just what's right for you and what you want to achieve at the time. Paralysis by analysis. There's so many different options out there and everyone seems like an expert. But like we've already said, the trouble is, if you read, you can read one book that says this diet will cure all, and then you can read another book which says exactly the same thing, but eat the opposite foods. There's probably 10 million books out there which claim to be the perfect diet. There's, mm. there's, everyone's diet should be different. Okay? Mm-hmm. But the trouble is people want to market and sell you things. So listen to yourself. Okay, You're going to get bombarded by information all the time. So in a sense, again, choice isn't a good thing. Just listen to what your gut instinct is saying. Like we did a good podcast on intuition. You'll probably know deep down what is right for you. And if you look at your bookshelf and you've got 20 diet books, then you know you're not listening to your intuition. Cut out the noise, okay? And realize most people are trying to make money off you. And with diet, just eat real food, okay? And then refine it from there. If you think I've had a little bit too much carbohydrates, I've had a bit too much protein, then refine it from there. But if you're just eating real organic food, you're pretty much on the path anyway. You just might need to refine it a little bit. But if you jump from keto to fasting to vegan to carnivore, you're just searching in all the wrong places. Just eat real food and then refine mm-hmm. it. Jeff. Jeff, yeah. Just eat real food. And then Jedi. Just F and do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Jeff and Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I have people come to me saying, what am I allowed to eat? What am I not allowed to eat? I'm like, well, really? You're not not allowed to eat anything? Because if I say to myself, I'm not allowed to eat something, then I'd crave it. So that's like my own personal challenge with the way my brain works. But I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, But yeah, eat real food, organic, reduce your sugar, reduce your white, the white devils, isn't it? The four white devils, the salt, sugar, flour. What's the other one? Dairy. White dairy. processed dairy. Yeah. So there you go. There's your diet in a nutshell. Yeah. And kind of leading on from that, when we were saying people are trying to market here all the time, sell you this book, sell you this diet, sell you this plan. They become distractions. So there's a term called indistractable. If you know what you should be doing, but why aren't you doing it? It's because there's so many distractions that they just mm. take you off that path. Imagine if you're walking down a hallway and the shops are either side, but you need to get to the end of that hallway 
but then there's people coming out the shops trying to sell you this Black Friday, buy this, buy that. You never get to the end of the path because you've just been distracted all the time. So the way to do this, avoid the distractions. Okay, you don't need that. People are trying to sell you things all the time. Like we spoke about before, like on your social media, on your phone and text notifications, things. They're just distractions. You don't need them all the time. Okay, and they just take you off that long-term plan. So try and become indistractable. Figure out where your attention's being stolen. So then you can get clear on that long-term vision again. Excellent. And another thing that kind of knocks people off to pot is perfectionism. They have to have the wind blowing on a northeasterly with the moon in Mercury in retrograde or and the Mars aligning with Venus before they'll go out for a walk or before they'll lift a weight. It's like, no, you don't need that. Make your environment act for you and, you know, make yourself become the person that doesn't miss a workout if a health if you if you want to become a healthy person start thinking like a healthy person yeah there's a quote by ralph waldo emerson and he says do the thing and you will have the power so you think you need all the perfect circumstances to do that thing but no you you just need to do it and then you'll have the power which you're trying to achieve in the end so it's all all in the process because nothing will ever be perfect you just Mm -hmm. have to do it and other people might seem perfect, especially with the whole social media thing. They might have everything set up, and but they probably went through a whole shitload of obstacles to get to where they are. That's if they're not lying to you, but that is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do the thing and you will have the power. You just have to do it. Yeah, and there's lots, lots of people come, I'm sure they'll come to you and they'll come to me and go like, you know, I want to look like, I don't know, an Olympic athlete. <laughs> have a six-pack like an Olympic athlete, and then but they're not prepared to do the work. It's like, well, you know. An Olympic athlete, I'm sure they don't want to get up every morning at five o'clock and train every single day of their lives, but that's what they've done. Nothing gets there by not doing the work, does it? Yeah, and some of these athletes, they literally do like one movement. So you get maybe uh, something repetitive, like a pole vaulter. There's not much variety in that movement at all. They run, Mm. put the pole on the ground and they jump, but they'll have to practice that so many thousands of times. And Mm. I don't know which coach it was, but there's a famous athletics coach who says they asked him what the difference is between an athlete and like a world champion and he said it's just the world champions are the ones that are just willing to just do the reps the boring yeah. reps day after day after day after day and they just it becomes almost like they can do it in the sleep like we spoke about the swimmer yeah. michael phelps yeah these uh, goggles fogged up but he'd, he'd practiced that much that even when he, he couldn't see where he was going he knew that it was like 25 strokes across the pool and he broke the world record even when he couldn't see where he was going because he'd just done it that many times yeah he was willing to do it that many times that he bloody broke a world record blind (laughs) in the pool yeah exactly yeah what is it hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard you've got to put the work in you've got to yeah there's no you're not going to get any results by you either get you either get results or have excuses i think and you know yeah and again it's that mind shift if, it's, if you're really struggling with motivation, think good because if I can do it when I'm not motivated and I can't be bothered, imagine how good I'm going to be when I am feeling motivated. Mm-hmm. Like use that if you think I can't be motivated, this is exactly the time that I should be doing it. I'm going to do it, yeah. Tony yeah. Robbins says do it with a headache because <laughs> most people go, I've got a headache, I can't do that. But he's like, that's the days when you show up, the days when you've got a headache and you can't be bothered. Those are the days when you keep flogging on through it. So do it when you've got a headache. 
Don't use your excuses because they are just what putting you in. That's just obstacles in, in your way of your results. Like boxing and mixed martial arts and warfare to some degree, they say train hard, fight easy. Mm. So if you make training as hard as you possibly can, then hopefully by the time you get to the fight, it probably won't be as hard as what you've put yourself through when you couldn't be bothered, when you couldn't wait, when you're tired, when you're fighting people mm-hmm. who are bigger than you. Then when the actual fight comes, it probably seems easier than the sparring and all the hard work. So train hard, fight easy. Good one. Good one. And another thing that um, I find that people say to me all the time, oh, I'm just not motivated. You're really motivated, but I'm not. They're waiting for some kind of motivation bolt of lightning to hit them. You know, motivation doesn't happen externally. It happens internally just by doing the, the work. And the more you do the work, the more you get into it, the more motivated you become to do it. So motivation is not going to happen. No one's going to hit you with the motivation stick. It has to happen from inside. You've just got to get started and and just do something. If you can't do half an hour, do 10 minutes. If you can't do 10 minutes, do five minutes. If you can't do five, do one. Just do something every yeah. day. It's like in Atomic Habits where James Clear talks about you got the guy just to go to the gym and the first time you went there, you just had to drive to the gym. Then I think they should turn around and go home. But the fact that it even drove there, you just created doing something and then you had to go in for like one minute and then five minutes and then seven minutes and then 10 minutes. You can't really get a good workout in seven minutes, but you just did something, he got there. And then in the end, he thought, well, I'm here anyway, I'll do an hour. So So he created the environment, didn't he, for him to be able to to do that. And that's another thing, create the environment. So if one of your habits is to go running every morning, first thing, then have your leggings and your trainers out there, ready, your running kit, on the on the side of the bed so that as soon as you open your eyes that's there you haven't got any distractions like you say indistractable straight on no barriers out before your brain's even kicked in and you'll be out there running before you even know it yeah and you know what the first time the first 20 times you go for a run you might hate it it might be an absolute slog but you're creating that person who then in a year's time you absolutely love it and you're getting the benefits of running so like at the moment, I've started doing the Tai Chi ruler again, where you have to do 100 days in oh, a row. Yeah. I've done this in the past and I've failed like many times. So I'm trying it again and I'm on day like 20 or 21. But in the past, I've had these like really deep Tai Chi sessions where you feel a deep meditative state. Mm. Well, I haven't had any of that yet. <laughs> so like, but I know yeah, if I keep going, yeah, yeah. But I've had 20 days where like some of them, like I do it for like 20 to 30 minutes. It's felt like two hours I've been stood there doing it. But I know if I keep going, I'll get the ones that just go over in a flash and that's go into that deep meditative state. But I know it's going to come, but it's a slog at the moment doing them. But I've learned from the past that I just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know it's, you've just got to, got to keep, keep going. And um, one thing I wanted to say is like fear. Most of us, we either act out of love or fear. And sometimes people are afraid to do the thing that they need to do because it's going to make them a different person. And that's kind of a scary thing, isn't it? You know, to become a person who's healthy when you're not healthy or to become a person who runs their own business when you're employed or that is a scary thing. And, you know, the only way to to get over those is to face down your fears and just do it. This is like my motto today, just do it. It's an interesting point you said there when you're scared to do it because people might look at you differently, but you get a lot of people who become like really successful and you reach like the pinnacle of, or even just like they do some self-improvement and they, you're really happy with themselves. 
then other people will try and bring them down. So you've mm. changed. Then they should say to them, well, yeah, I have changed. I'm happy. I want to change. Who doesn't want to change and become better? Yeah. Like just because some someone's changed doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You should look at them and not be envious, but they should spur you on. So oh, they've changed. I can do it. Look at them as yeah. inspiration. Don't try and bring someone else down to you back to your level just because you don't have the motivation to get up to their level. So you have to be thick skinned because I imagine that brings a lot of people down as well. And sometimes like, you have to get rid of the pe- some people in your life as well, which yeah, is scary exactly. and some situations in your life that are scary to, to grow. And I think you know deep down that you have to do it. And it comes to a point where you end up, you know, you are going to have to lose some friends and jobs. Yeah. I've seen it obviously in the health and fitness industry where you've, you've worked with people and they've, they've lost a lot of weight and then you, they come to you and they say, oh, some of your friends say I've lost too much weight and I look gaunt and I look thin. Yeah. And you have to remind them, you say, no, like you look absolutely fantastic. That's just, they're just saying, they're just externalizing their own issues with themselves on you because they'd mm-hmm. rather you feel bad about yourself because they feel bad about themselves. But you like to think eventually that you're an inspiration to them and you drag them along with you. Or unfortunately, if they don't get it, then you might have to leave them behind. But it's a sacrifice yeah. kind of worth paying. And you like to think everyone kind of reaches the full potential and they don't try and drag you down all the time. But sadly, it does happen. Yeah, it happens a lot. That's why um, uh, you've got to do a lot of mindset training with people when they are making massive changes in their lives. It's mm-hmm. um, why a lot of lottery winners, when they suddenly win the lottery, you hear of them being bankrupt the next year. It's because they haven't got their mind around being that person who can accept 10 million pounds who can live with 10 million pounds i mean that's life-changing and you would think it would be for the better but in nine times out of ten you see it all the time don't you that it's it's because they're not prepared to be that person they they haven't had any they've just been thrust in it's like people who get thrust into fame early on you know like paul gascoigne and stuff you know they kind of cope with it because it happens everything happened to them so young that they weren't really prepared to cope with it really yeah all those little steps which kind of normally happen towards fame or money or success there's like a million steps in between so you learn how to cope with it along the way but if it's thrust upon you then you don't know do you it's like people who get plastic surgery and things like that the issues don't go away the self-confidence doesn't really improve overnight yeah having new lips or boobs or whatever that's not the real issue you have to learn to cope with what's going on at a deeper level. Interesting, Dan. And the the final point I really want to make on the whole subject is if it's if you're struggling with finding motivation to you know what you should be doing, why aren't you doing it? Ask the question, is that what you really want to do? Or is someone telling you that's what you want to do? Is that your dream? Are you trying to keep it with the neighbours? Have you been marketed to? Mm. Like if you kind of find the motivation to do it, then do you really want it? Because there's lots of things I don't do. It's because I don't want to do what to do them. Become a little bit more philosophical and ask yourself, what do I really want? I think that should be the biggest, the biggest takeaway. Yeah. Know, know what your dream is and yeah. then start making a plan. And before when you were, I forgot to mention when you were saying like, are you acting out of love or are you acting out of fear? Like those are the two complementary opposites, really. You could be like being apathetic as well, which is you're just doing mm-hmm. nothing, which is the worst state to be in. So at least it's, that's just kind of being unaware. If you're just stationary in life and you become stagnant, which we mentioned quite a lot, if you're just being apathetic and you're just living a life of 
you're not really happy, you're not really sad, you're just kind of in the middle and boring and stagnant. Well, then do something which shakes, shakes it up a little bit. At least if you're doing something which you hate, at least you realize you hate it. So, you know, doing the opposite is what you love. Don't just be in the middle. That's You don't want to be in that kind of boring ground of you just living every day because you'll get to the end of your life and you'll think, oh, I wish I took a few chances and re- at least realize what I didn't want. That's yeah. a bit of advice I would give as well. Yeah. I mean, like I took a big chance leaving the corporate world, but God, I love it. I'm so pleased I did now. Even though we've lived through the roller coaster, corona coaster of hell this year, I think it's still, I still wouldn't change it. I still won't go back to being paid by someone. Yeah, that's exactly. But you could have started your own business and you could have hated it. Then you probably yeah. would have realized. But if, if you never tried it, that fe- that feeling of not trying it would have haunted you for the rest of your life. If you knew you yeah. had it deep down somewhere to try it, at least you had to do it. Yeah, it's funny because like I think everyone thinks like, you know, we all think everyone thinks like us, don't we? And I was talking to my best friends who were both like, that you could work for one works for the NHS the other one works for a university and I was going oh you know it's great running your own business you should try it and they were both like oh god no no I'd hate it yeah I know <laughs> it's true isn't it it's yeah you should we shouldn't look at other people and think they have it perfect all the time because yeah a lot of the time you do see the good else's. parts don't you yeah I'm gonna leave us today with a quote I've got a quote for you Dan it's from Mark Twain it says a habit cannot be tossed out of the window it must be coaxed down the stairs one step at a time. That's good, yeah. <laughs> well, it ties in with the whole being shot into superstar my money. Yeah. Has to be small steps because you build the foundation, don't you? Small steps, build your foundations, do something every day to work towards your dream. Make a plan, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, and become indistractable. I think we should have a th- I was going to burst into song there. <laughs> the musical. <laughs> indistractable the musical could be like dan walked down like trying to do this tai chi we'll chuck stuff at you good <laughs> <laughs> it's indestructible <laughs> on that note <laughs> i love it yes we could set up a whole training program called simply indestructible yeah try and, and put up. dan off his tai chi <laughs> chuck whatever you want at him he's in the zone even <laughs> Chuck knives at him. He won't budge. That's when the power is strong. The force is with you, Dan. <laughs> right. What are you up to this week and where can people find you? Oh, well, yeah. Well, today we found out that I can't really open my studio again. So that's a bit of a shit on a stick, to be honest. But, you know, you've got to go with the flow. I can't control all of this externalization. I can only control my own inner being, which it means I swear a bit, but actually I'm all right really um so yeah so i'm going to be online on zoom so you can go on my website organicpilates.co.uk and you can join a class from there i'd like to see you it'd be nice um and you done what you doing i'm still doing the high intensity interval training (sighs) yes i've seen you jumping around your kitchen a few times this week (laughs) so yeah i'm doing them on facebook at daniel purvis health and fitness and remember we still pumping out the podcasts we had a good week this week, didn't we? That podcasting week. We hit a milestone, 2,000 downloads. Whoop. So thank you, everybody. We did a happy dance. Well, I did. Dan didn't dance. I did a happy Tai Chi. Yay. Because <laughs> he's indistractable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was good. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, it makes us happy when you do and keep the comments coming in. And, of course, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, let us know if there's any topics that we haven't covered. So it's like we've reached 2,000 downloads and 
lots of listens as well. And there's times where we didn't know if it was going well or not. Like in the start, we just we just created that. We'll just keep doing it and just see where it goes. But we'll just keep yeah. doing it and learn and learn and learn. We didn't just have 2,000 downloads overnight, did we? No, no. It was just like, uh, is anybody going to li- When we first started, we didn't think anyone was going to listen to us, did we? Oh, yeah, we were a bit fearful of even putting it out there. <laughs> like, yeah, I was dead We were living afraid a little bit, but we just thought, well, it's done. We'll just do it and just keep going. And again, you just gain momentum, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So onwards and upwards, Dan, we're going for the 3,000 listens. We're going for 10,000 really, aren't we? But we're also, awesome. we're going to do a 2020 a year in review as well. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not going to be all doom and gloom. Because like we've said, there is no good or bad. There's just your reaction. Yeah. So a 2020 review. So if you've got anything that you want us to review in 2020, apart from the obvious, then let us know. And um, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Cool. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Bye.